You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. My special guest today is television producer, executive, creator, and author, Lisa Erspalmer. And Lisa's going to be here uh, today talking to us a little bit about her writing styles and everything going on in her wonderful world. In uh, particular, we're going to talk about her latest release, A Letter to My Cat, Notes to Our Best Friends. So we're going to be excited to talk to Lisa about that and everything she's got going on. So uh, it's going to be wonderful. So everybody hang tight. We're going to come back after these breaks. But before we do, special promotion time. Everybody get your pens and pencils ready. How would you like to receive a free copy of my audiobook, Wagging Tails, Every Animal Has a Tail? Well, now the audiobook's available through Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. And by listening to this show, you have an opportunity to receive a free downloadable copy of the audiobook. So listen closely sometime during this show. I'll ask a question about today's author and book. And the first person to email me with the correct answer will receive a free copy of the audiobook. So you email me at tim at petliferadio.com. Give me the correct answer, and you will win a free copy of the audiobook, Wagging Tails, Every Animal Has a Tail. So good stuff. Listen closely. We're going to come back right after this commercial break. We'll talk to Lisa Erspalmer. Uh, you're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. It's designerpetsweaters.com, the latest fashion trends for our furry friends. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com all right, welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. And joining me now is author Lisa Erst Palmer. Lisa, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. So excited to be here. Well, we're glad to have you on board. And congratulations on the latest book. Tell us a little bit about A Letter to My Cat, Notes of Our Best Friends. Well, um, A Letter to My Cat is our second book. Our first one was A Letter to My Dog. And um, A Letter to My Cat is our um, follow-up. And, you know, 70 people contributed, you know, beautiful, beautiful love letters to their feline friends. And, you know, everybody, you know, celebrities, everyday people and kids are contributors. And we probably had over a 1,000 people submit letters. And um, we picked the 70 that we liked the best. We liked all of them, by the way. But 70 that we thought were a good mix for this book. And, you know, we're really pleased with how it turned out. It's been a blast. Yeah, you should be. I mean, it's a great book. The photos are fantastic. And, and I love the concept because it's heartfelt, it's sweet, it's funny, and it's very to the point. It's just a simple little letter and a wonderful yeah. 
beautiful picture and it gets the point across, doesn't it? It does, and that was really the whole idea. Just we thought that these letters would really sort of illustrate how we all feel about our pets. You know, that relationship is so special, as you know, so well. And we, I think it gives all of us that opportunity to sort of express that love in a really special way. So I've written letters to my pets, of course. And it's really fun for us to read other people's letters because really these are our best friends. Yeah, absolutely. They're important parts of our family, key members of our family, and definitely our best friends uh, often as well. How do you exactly, when you go to the masses, say, I'm going to write this book, and you're trying to attract people out there. And like you said, you've got uh, celebrities in there. You've got everyday folk in there, wonderful things about children writing stories. How do you get that message out? And then how do you actually sort through all those wonderful stories and letters? Well, we you know, sort of go all over the place. We put the message out over the internet, of course, asking people to write in letters online and through our website. And then when it comes to celebrities, we just ask them ask them if they'll participate. We also work with a lot of the rescue organizations in our area to put out the ask for different people who we know are in that community, in the pet world, as we say, and get them to participate. And that's where we got the good majority of our letters. But we really got letters from all over the world. A couple of our contributors are from Canada. I don't think we have anybody from anywhere else in the world, but definitely people from Canada. We have people from all over the United States and a really good variety, like you said. Some of them are really heartwarming and make you cry and some of them are really funny so we like to mix yeah and i think that's the exciting thing about it because you know as we said you know you friends of this show like uh, jackson the cat daddy galaxy he's uh, been a friend of the show gina gershon's been on the show and many of the people that have written in here have been on on the show which we appreciate you know i truthfully i love those stories that uh, talk to us about how the animals found us because i always talk about how animals Ultimately, they'll find us. You don't have to go out looking for them. There's a reason they're going to come into our lives, and those are the ones that touch me the most. Yeah. Oh, I know. I love those. And I also thought what was interesting, we came across all these hero cats. And, you know, you hear a lot about hero dogs, but you don't hear about cats being heroes so much. And we came across a lot of stories like that, and we were really excited to put them in the book because we thought, gosh, you don't think of a cat being able to save somebody's life. But we found some cats that did. Yeah, and <laughs> we were absolutely. really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think it's a great thing about it when we're talking about uh, dogs and cats. I think you're right. When you think of a, a dog saving someone's life, you think of the heroics that go behind it, uh, the dog pulling the family out or barking at the family to get out whenever there's carbon monoxide poisoning or a fire or whatever it may be. But we see those type of heroics from our cats as well. And then we yep. also just see how a cat really changed somebody's life, got them back on the right and perfect path that they need to follow. Yep. Yeah. There's no question that, that those stories have been really but we've gotten a lot of stories about how cats and dogs both have really changed people's lives for the better and i know that that's the case for me i don't think i could live without a pet absolutely i mean i could have a thousand pets i could have you know dogs cats birds horses be really happy i do better with animals yeah amen i hear you (laughs) (laughs) i mean really (laughs) i always say you know animals are the best people because they just don't judge you they love you no matter what they don't care what you're wearing they don't care what you do for a living they just want you to love them that's right a little bit of love a lot of uh, treats and uh, a little bit of uh, food a couple rides in the car everything's good they don't need a whole lot that's right is your history always been have you were uh, uh soon as you were a child did you always love animals and have animals around you or was it something that uh, sort of developed later in life I got my first dog when I was five years old, and it was a little um, black poodle that I named Angel, and she lived for a really long time. She lived about 16 years, and so I've always been around 
dogs in particular. And then as an adult, I got a couple of cats and a couple of dogs. And right now, I have two dogs, a Yorkie and a Chihuahua that I rescued last year. One of my dogs passed last year when we, right when we sort of put the dog book out, my dog Louie, a Yorkie. He died, and then we found a little girl named Grace, who is a chihuahua that looks a little bit like a mix between a rat and a bird. And we found her at a kill shelter, and she's been a life-changing little critter in this house. Love her. And that's fantastic. Obviously, we're big proponents of animal rescues. And I've mm-hmm. obviously, when I go on my book tours and talk to people, I'm always bringing rescue organizations into the events. And I know you do that do yeah. as well. Yeah. And work closely yeah, with Yeah, I just think that there is nothing better than having a pet in your life. And if other people, I mean, you know, all those animals that need homes, if people haven't brought a pet into their house, if they took that opportunity, I think it would just change. I, and I've seen it for people, friends of mine who didn't have pets who decided to adopt a pet through the course of us doing these projects have always, always said that their lives were changed as a result, including my publicist, Jessica, who did not have a pet until this past year. She decided to get one after doing our last book. And she now rescued a dog and she is madly in love, of course, and can't <laughs> imagine her life without her dog. That's right. So, That's- that's how it is, right? There's really no greater luck. So, you know, if it I had it my way, we would all have many of them because they just bring so much joy into our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I ask them if they have animals. The majority of the people do. If they don't, it's like, well, I know where we can get you one. Tell me. <laughs> I say the same thing. I always say I'm like a pet pusher because I just don't understand. Like I want people to understand that joy because it's just so great. It's so yeah. great. I agree with you totally on that. Well, let's talk about the previous book, A Letter to My Dog. I have to ask, first okay. of all, how did this whole concept come about? Uh, it, was this a, like a, a hobby project or were you, you know, sipping Chardonnay with someone one day and they say, hey, we got this great I idea? Did. Or, you know, how, did, how did that come about? Because had, you had the overwhelming success with A Letter to My Dog and now we've got A Letter to My Cat. How did that whole concept and plan uh, come about? Well, basically, you're kind of right. We were sipping wine, red wine, actually, not Chardonnay. <laughs> I had actually sold another book called Creative Spaces, which we ended up not producing. And um, over the dinner with the publisher, I said, gosh, we should do a dog book and call it A Letter to My Dog. And everyone at the table sort of laughed. And he said, actually, I like that idea. Let's do it. And we started asking people if they'd participate. And everybody was like, oh, my God, I'd love to write a letter to my dog. And the reaction was so overwhelmingly positive that we were able to put that book together very fast. And as the letters were coming in from that book, all these letters that people wrote to their dogs, I realized that the idea was much bigger than just one book. Yes. So we've turned it into an anthology. And, you know, as you know, the cat book is out now. And in April, a letter to my mom comes out. And we have 15 other titles that follow that. So wow. it really is, has become a passion project. I think for us, the team of people that produce these books, like we just love it because we feel like it spreads a lot of love into the world. And, you know, there's nothing better than, you know, giving somebody that kind of a gift of a handwritten letter telling them how you feel. So um, whether it's your pet, your mom, or somebody in your life. So for us, it just feels like a great extension of what we've done in our lives, you know, already for our work. So yeah, absolutely. Awesome. It's fantastic in the fact that, you know, whether you call it old school, I'll call it old school, you know, handwriting a note to someone, that's an interesting thing to, to begin with because in our society, yeah. it's, you know, we're all emails and texts and, and social media and what have you. Right. Uh, so I think that's unique. And I also think the fact that the anthology, I think it's a wonderful thing because, you know, it's sort of everybody either has wanted to tell their pets, their family, their friends, whomever may be, what they really feel. But either just don't have the time or, or 
or push it off or don't have a forum to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you would think it would be simple. You just simply tell somebody, but it's not that easy for some folks. It isn't. And I think when people, we learned about really the act of writing the letter. And even if you, if you handwrite it or you type it, really at the end of the day becomes irrelevant. But the act of actually sitting down and writing one, again, or typing it, really helps you sort of get to the core of your emotions for that person, that pet, you know, whomever it is in your life. And so they're, all the letters are very emotional. Whether they're funny or they make you cry, they all make you feel something. And the mom letters are all very emotional. And But I found the cat letters and the dog letters to have a lot of emotion too. It's just getting to the core of how much love you have inside for whoever, you know, that person or that animal is and, you know, what they mean to you. So, you know, we just think that that's, you know, we'd love for people to be doing that in their lives anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've all done it now because as we're writing the books, we tend to write the letters ourselves too. And so we know like how cathartic it is having that experience and we want other people to have it too. And, you know, even in the process, some of the cats that are in the book passed away and the people who had those cats are so glad that they actually got to put their feelings down on mm-hmm. paper. Now, a cat obviously can't read, but they were able to sort of really express in a concise way how they felt about that cat and really memorialize it in a special way for you know themselves and their family. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, and I think it's a critical part of it. You know, in my consulting practice, I deal a lot with grief counseling when people have lost an animal, uh, have had an animal that transitioned, and and well, one I could other have thing. Used you a year ago. Oh, I know. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I know it's tough. I've went through it, it many, many times myself. It and uh, It is. It's one of the worst things in the world that could happen. And uh, I always recommend that people do that. Where, you know, Write a letter, put your uh, pieces of memories of your animal together and put it in a, uh, a scrapbook, put it in a uh, shadow box, whatever it may be, as sort of a memorial. You know, And uh, it helps you. It's a great healing process. Plus, I'm a firm believer that, that you are always connected to that animal. So they're going to hear you in one way or another. When they're their little furry angel up there, they're going to feel you what you're saying. I feel like my dog who passed, Louie, there's a little bit of him inside the rescue. (laughs) She Mm -hmm. plays with his old toys. She has some of the same mannerisms. Either that or I picked a dog with, you know, almost the identical personality. Yeah, well, and often they'll, you know, this is probably a whole different topic we'll have to talk about. But, you know, my I always counsel people and tell them that, you know, they do. They are around. They do come back. They teach yeah. things. There are little imprints they leave behind, and it's very easy for the uh, the new animals to pick up on that as well. So, Louis always going to be around. You know that for sure. Oh, yes. I mean, well, his face is definitely all over this house. I can assure you. <laughs> we have lots of pictures. That's lots and lots. Good. That's always yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to take a little commercial break here real quick. Then we'll come back and continue our conversation with Lisa Erspalmer after these messages. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. 
In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. by Mark Winter. Available on iTunes. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Dock. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Attitude every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And I want to tell you about some exciting news. At least I'm excited about it. I hope you're excited about it as well. My new book that's coming out, Talking with Dogs and Cats, Join the Conversation to Improve Behavior and Bond with Your Animal Friends, is now available for pre-order on Amazon. And it's available at a discount through Amazon as well. So get a chance. Take a look at it. It's Talking with Dogs and Cats by Tim Link. And pick up a copy. That would be great. So everybody's go out and do that for me. Please, please, please. <laughs> well, we're coming back and talk to uh, Lisa Erspalmer, talking a little bit about her latest book, A Letter to My Cat, Notes to Our Best Friends. Now, Lisa, I have to ask you about the writing process of the book. You had mentioned in the uh, earlier in the episode that you had over 1,000 contributors with wonderful stories and letters and pictures, and you had to narrow it down to 70. Tell us about that process as far as, is it easy? I can't believe it's easy, but is it easy to do? Is it hard to do? How is it in organizing it? Because the the letters and the pictures, getting it all put together, can imagine be uh, quite challenging. Yeah, it was. It's challenging for sure. I mean, trying to figure out the right sort of tone and getting the right mix, and and also scheduling, <laughs> scheduling shoots because we actually photographed obviously all of the cats for this book. And since they were in places all across the country and in Canada, it wasn't easy. But and we probably I would say it took us about eight months to put this book together. So you know, it is a lengthy process. And, you know, getting the word out, then getting the submissions in 
and, you know, booking celebrities and trying to get, you know, the shoot scheduled to go to the houses and shoot with their cats and trying to get their cats comfortable with the camera, which wasn't easy. Or getting a celebrity to slow down long enough to take the picture. It would be hard. Right. Yeah. I mean, it definitely wasn't, you know, dogs are so much different than cats and that dogs are just sitting there ready and willing to be loved and have their pictures taken. And cats are a little bit more elusive, right? And the lure and, you know, luring. And they just want to, if they feel like having their picture taken, they might give you the opportunity. And if not, we, you know, had to use every trick in the book to charm them to, you know, give us a moment of their time. That's so right. It's really interesting to like explore that aspect of cats because even though I've had cats and I love cats, the photography process was just so different and it was really funny to really see the difference between the two of them. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine how challenging it is. Cat walks in and says, uh-huh. okay, you got two minutes. Go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, climbing under people's beds and going inside their closets trying to, you know, retrieve the cats so that we could photograph them. Absolutely. Hilarious. Yeah, really funny. And I think, you know, that's fantastic because I I mentioned earlier the photos are fantastic. And, you know, it's, I'm sure that when people gave their submittals, their contributions, they sent a photo of their animal, which I'm assuming they did that, which is is great to have. But these are professional. I mean, these are like top notch. You could just turn it into a photo book, let alone a, a book that has a major impact with all the stories inside of it. Yeah, our two main photographers were um, Susan Weingartner and um, Sharon Hardy, and they really, you know, worked hard, and I think they did a great job. Some people, like Howard Stern, actually, was one of our photographers, randomly. You know, his wife, Beth Stern, is in the book, and Howard shot the photograph of their cat and the photograph of Beth with their cat, which I thought was kind of (laughs) cool. So he was one of our photographers, I like to say. But um, for the most part, Sharon and Susan and a few other people shot a lot of our photographs, and we had a great time. Uh, It sounds sounds like fun. Yeah, and it turned out out fantastic. So then switching hats, obviously you're a master at wearing many, many different types of hats. So I have to ask you sort of how do you compare putting together a a book, writing, creating a book of this substance and doing all the things it takes to make it successful? How do you compare that or even blend it with all the other wonderful things you're doing? I mean, you're a producer, you're creating television shows, uh, doing episodes. There's that whole world that you have as well. How do you compare the two? you massage both of them into a busy schedule? Well, I think, you know, producing content, I sort of think it all is the same thing at the end of the day. Producing a book is a little bit of a different muscle, and we had to learn some new skills in doing it, you know, because it is different. Like TV, you know, you're used to video, and it's all these, it's got all these different dimensions in it, and, you know, doing something that's one-dimensional, and it's in print, and it's sort of flat is a whole new concept. And now that we've gone through it three times, I think we understand it, but it it is a totally new language and you know, because you have books and for us, it was a challenge. We're just so used to micromanaging every frame of something, (laughs) as you understand too. And so you can't really do that in the publishing world. And we had to really learn how to um, sort of let things go and what things really matter and how to do it right and how to work on a totally different type of schedule. So it, it was a really good experience, a very good learning curve. But again, like for us as content creators and people who love to create things that people look at, it really does feel like an extension of what we do, but just in a new form. So, and I'm so grateful like to be published is such an honor. And I feel so lucky that we have had that opportunity because I never thought that that would be something I would ever do. I've never been a big reader. (laughs) 
believe it or not. <laughs> so, you know, just, I think, but I'm so grateful and think it's just a really cool, cool thing to have, have on our docket. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Well, it's, and I agree with you. It's a great extension of, of everything that you're doing, creating the, uh, the content and create, getting the message out there. That's the important thing. And yeah, I always encourage people to write a book, you know, write a book, write stories, get it out there because once you do, it's, it's out there forever. You know, it's, it's, it really is. it's your legacy. It really it's is. part of what you're doing. It is. And I think, like you said, it's um, a great way to get any message out. And that's the thing that I really have learned. You know, having a book gives you a lot of opportunity to sort of say what you want to say. And for us, you know, we really want people to give pets forever homes. And, you know, this gives us tons of opportunity to sort of go out there and spread the word and bring animals on television shows and radio shows and get them homes. And so that's been a real blast for us. I agree with you, and it, it makes all the difference in the world because you're uh, giving back, you're helping the animals out, and more importantly, you're helping the people out to get the message and uh, bring in some more furry family or bring in a furry person yep. into your life. That's the key thing. Yeah, I don't, I've never met anybody who's regretted getting a pet. Have you? No, no, not yeah. at all. You know, I, Yeah, I've, they always say it's the best thing they've ever done. It is. It is, and I agree yeah. with that wholeheartedly. And uh, you know, there are some that didn't realize uh, that you know, any pet didn't realize perhaps buying a um, turtle, aquatic turtle, and a turtle lives 30 years. Maybe they didn't do their research. And, <laughs> and they get really big, right? They get really big. Yeah. You know, and parrots, you know, live in 70 years, 100 years, whatever it may be. And uh, oh, I just, Lord. yeah, I said, what? Don't worry about it. Just, if you've got nieces and nephews or grandkids, you know, it goes right into the will. They'll uh, put it in the will. Yeah. That's exactly. right. They'll, they'll enjoy Peppy or Slim the turtle. They won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think they are amazing. So we we have a lot of fun with them. Have you read some of the funny letters in here? Yeah, oh yeah. Have you had a chance? Yeah, I have. I have, and it's just uh, I think it's it's nice. You know, I have to admit yeah. it's a lot like how I like to read. Uh, I don't know if it's called short attention span or whatever it may be, but I like getting to <laughs> getting, yeah, I like getting to the point. I want to read too. it, and I want to want to get to the next one. And and with this book, it's so easy to do. The only thing that slowed me down was looking at all the wonderful pictures of the kitties. Uh, you know, I know read. they really are cute, aren't they? Beautiful, just wonderful, different, all types. Of, I mean, if you want to get a cat book and you want to look at what types of cats are out there, this is a good way to start. That's the first thing. Yeah, we tried uh, to get a variety, you know, because there are so many different kinds of cats, which I think I didn't really realize how many until we started getting into this book. I mean, there are just so many different kinds. And so we really tried to get a good mix. Like, you know, I, I had never heard of a Cornish Rex, though my friend has one, but I didn't know that that's what it was called. Right. And that's in the book. You know, we've obviously heard of the hairless cats, but I think Cat Bundy's Cat Piaf is really beautiful. Yeah. You know, I think it is amazing. And, and I've learned that out as well. I have to admit, my early days of, of working with cats, I didn't know a whole lot about the different breeds and the styles and everything. But I've learned through the years, through clients and through, uh, you know, being part of like cat rider associations and working with cat clubs, et cetera, that uh, there's a lot of breeds and there's a lot of different groups and they, you have to know them. You know, they're passionate yeah. people. Cat lovers are just as passionate, if not more passionate, than dog lovers. And uh, definitely, yeah, definitely. They'll, let, they'll let you know it. So it's a good thing. So I'm going. And I'm there's gonna, 85 million of them. I know. <laughs> so it's a good thing you put out the book, Lisa. That was good. That kept it kept you off the hot seat. Now I'm looking for the uh, a letter to my horse and a letter to my um, bearded dragon. Isn't, I hope that's one of the 15 that you have on your list. <laughs> well, we will do pets down the road for all of the um, other breeds and species that's for sure because you yeah. know I'm, i also love parrots 
I'm obsessed with parrots. Yeah, it's. It, I don't know why. Well, and if and you have horses. A, well, if you're like most households, and, and I know ours is that way, uh, yeah, you've got to make sure you include the, the dogs, the cats, the birds, the turtles, the fish, who might, rabbits, and sorry if I've left any of my other furry finned or feathered friends out of the conversation, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you've got to cover them all, that's for sure. little farm, a little farm. Yeah. That's right. Well, Lisa, tell everybody where they can pick up a copy of A Letter to My Cat, Notes to Our Best Friends, and how they can keep up on all your wonderful activities. Well, you can go to a letter to my cat.com and we're also on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com and indiebooks.com and any bookstore. We're pretty much everywhere. So, um, but if you can't find it, definitely go to a letter to my cat.com and that will help you find a place near you. Yeah, that's a great place to, to go. Everybody take a look at that, a letter to my cat.com. You can also write a letter to your cat. We give away lots of stuff all the time for cat lovers. We have tons and tons. My house is actually full of fantastic cat toys and cat products for people who are looking for stuff like that. We've got tons. So So you got all the kitty swag at your house then. We got kitty swag like (laughs) crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So yeah, everybody get a copy of the book, A Letter to My Cat definitely enjoy that. Join the community, join the following, uh, have fun with it, and uh, obviously you'll be able to join with a lot of other uh, cat lovers out there. Uh, it's a wonderful thing, and uh, Lisa, I applaud you once again. Such a great job. Oh, thank you. Follow-up book, and we'll look forward to uh, the rest of the anthology coming up and, uh, thank and getting you. you back on the show. I would love it. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. <laughs> talk to you soon. All right, take care. We're coming to the end of the show today. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the Animal Rights Show on Pet Life Radio. I also want to thank our sponsors and producers for uh, making the show happen. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and the other guests that I've interviewed on the Animal Rights Show, you can go to PetLifeRadio.com, click on the Animal Rights icon, and download all the wonderful episodes and listen to them. You'll be pleased with every single one of them. And while you're there, make sure you check out all the other wonderful hosts and shows that we have on Pet Life Radio. That's PetLifeRadio.com. Uh, if you have any questions for me, comments for the show, ideas for the show, you can email me. You can email me at tim at petliferadio.com. It's tim at petliferadio.com. And I'll be glad to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the people you want to hear from most. And now the question of the day for the wonderful free download of the audiobook, my book, uh, Wagging Tales Every Animal Has a Tell. The question for the day is author Lisa Erst Palmer's first dog, the Black Poodle, that we mentioned in the episode. What was her first dog's name? First person to email with that correct answer, uh, Tim at PetLifeRadio.com will win a copy of the audiobook. So until next time, I want to encourage everybody to write a great story about the animals in their life, share it in a blog, an article, or in a book. And who knows, you may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.